And a lot of times I feel like when they add on the pills, doctors add on the pills, they diminish the symptoms of the pain. And, oh, and pain might be physical pain or yeah. just the effects, right? right. So right. as long as they're adding on something that kind of makes it tolerable. Yeah, tolerable, yeah, I was gonna say. It's Nobody to wants to, again. right. Yeah. You, you're not you're not going to right. Make change. change right. When mm. you hit a point where it really is like, no, I'm done. Okay, now we're in a place where the possibility opens again for what's what is really um, available to me. Let me reevaluate my options for what's available to me to make a very important. I don't care what it costs. What do I have to give up? Sell the car, sell the kids, give up <laughs> Netflix. I'm gonna figure this out. Welcome to The Jealous Vegan, a podcast about healthy eating, habit change, and the hurdles we all need help overcoming. I'm Jennifer Hunley, co-founder of The Jealous Vegan, also known as The Voice. Today we are joined by April Cunningham, co-founder of The Jealous Vegan, health and life coach, also known as The Influencer. Lisa Carter, founder of Kinetic Fitness, also known as The Balancer. Lawrence Rassall, also known as The Artisan. In a recent episode, we talked about whether or not plant-based is more expensive, and we concluded that yes, there are absolutely costs associated with buying organic versus conventional vegetables, or fresh versus canned produce. But we also looked at the fact that there are expenses associated with not caring for your health, and that addressing it with food and nutrition might be the easiest way um, and the, the fastest way, really, uh, to remedy uh, an underlying or a latent problem um, in your health. Um, but there are legitimate reasons for people to seek out health care. And we also want to talk about some of the challenges and costs associated with our current health care system. So for those who are listening from other parts of the world where maybe health care is provided by the government and maybe more affordable, uh, we hope that one day everybody will have that opportunity. <laughs> but for those who live in the, in the United States, um, I think some of the, the issues associated with healthcare are across the board and not just in a rural versus an urban area or in an underserved, socioeconomically depressed community versus an affluent community. And they have a bearing on diet, right, and the choices people make across the board, right? The healthcare choices, um, the diet choices, the health choices that an individual will make. Um, I, I, I first think we should start with the positive that we do live even though our healthcare system is not um, not as good, perhaps, or not as um, not ideal, it's not socialized, not yeah, mm -hmm. general for the population. We do have to pay. There are costs individually associated with. It's not subsidized by the government or provided completely by the government. Um, however, um, the healthcare in the system is in this um, environment is pretty good um, overall. Um, there is a need for each person to know their health and take charge of their health, but there are, generally speaking, good options for getting quality health care. And then there's some challenges. Yeah, so I agree with you that there are some really good options. So we all live in the Washington DC Metro, and what I appreciate is I have a job and I have health insurance, and I can choose to go to any number of doctors. I have access to lots of different hospitals if I need to visit some. Um, and I also have uh, the option of things like urgent care, right? And I actually participate with this organization called One Medical. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of it, but it's really neat because they have like five or six locations in DC and 
you can go on the app and get an appointment pretty much same day. You can do a video chat, which I recently took advantage of. You can message with your provider through the app if you have questions about your prescription or you know, you're not responding to the medicine or whatever. So there are lots of really, I think, um, convenient ways that you can try to address your health, none of which are free, but hey, you know. Right. Nothing is. Right. Yeah, unfortunately. But then I also think about people who maybe don't have access to those things, right? Like I remember my mom used to work um, where she had Kaiser Permanente as their healthcare provider. And not to knock on Kaiser, I'm sure they're great for some things, but for her, she had an emergency in the middle of the night. And our only option was to go to the Kaiser facility, which thankfully was only a few miles away. But if we had lived somewhere else, she couldn't just go to like the local emergency room and be covered the same way that she would have been like an in-network um, experience at the Kaiser facility. So things like that, I think, can be problematic that, you know, your ability to get the best care shouldn't really depend on where you live. Yeah. But unfortunately, that is the case sometimes. Yeah, I think Kaiser has since then changed that, too, because it is kind of ridiculous that you have to, especially in an emergency situation, try to get to their facility. So they do, I think, I don't have Kaiser anymore, but I did. And when I had them, you could, if it was like an emergency situation and you needed to go to like the uh, hospital or emergency room, they now like widen their scope to be able to cover that. But usually they would prefer you to go to a Kaiser, you know, facility. But again, it's always at a cost. So always at a cost. when you go outside of the network, mm -hmm. you will incur a larger cost out of your pocket in addition to your normal premium and perhaps copay. Mm -hmm. So again, getting back to the cost, that's always a factor. It's, it's very disparaging. Yeah. One thing that I, yes, cost. And then one thing that uh, one, my biggest beef, my biggest, <laughs> Yeah, beef. Yeah, beef. Yeah. <laughs> pun, pun intended. Um, is that well, yes, everything costs, um, but also there's a tendency to just hand out drugs. Mm. Yeah, take this pill. Right. Take this pill. Okay, right. that didn't work. Take this one. Okay, and then what I've seen with um, my elderly friends and family is that one pill leads to another pill and oh, yes. another pill and another pill and a water pill. And, and I'm just like, right. what is happening that right. we need all of this medication and it adds on seemingly ad nauseum. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I have a friend who, um, I can't remember what the initial condition was, but whatever the medication was, it damaged his kidneys. And then later he was on dialysis and had mm. to get a, his kidney replaced. It's ridiculous. And right. And so it's like, can you even conceive that right. your solution to a problem creates a, a more right. severe problem? Exactly. And irreversible. Right. Yeah. You're talking about failed organs? That's yeah. ridiculous from taking a pill. Yeah, yeah this older gentleman uh, in my place of worship, um, he and I suffer from high blood pressure. And I take one pill and I'm working on getting off of that just with my diet. I'm almost there. I'm confident. Good for you. <laughs> so, uh, but he in turn, I mean, he's a little bit older than me, but literally he takes, I think he said 11 pills a day. Wow. Yeah, that's crazy. So high blood pressure, uh, 
diabetes, and like you said, Jennifer, he's taking a water pill. And in addition to, it was you know, April. Like, right? It's just it's insane. The other thing that I have a problem with with uh, kind of conventional medicine is they are quick to hand you, yeah, you know, a prescription. The prescription is usually nothing or pretty close to cheap for them because oh. your insurance will subsidize it. Mm-hmm. Unless you have something really serious like cancer that you can't not take your medicine mm. and then the medicine is outrageous, right. you know? Um, it, the whole thing is just backwards, but um, the, the medicine is usually pretty cheap, but your doctor never sits down with you to say, these are also the side effects. These are also the things that you shouldn't do while you're on this medication. These are also things to look out for. They're just like, oh, your leg hurts? Uh, you probably have restless leg syndrome. Let me give you this pill. And they never break down the stuff in the middle because I think if people knew some of these side effects like could cause organ failure, could cause yeah. depression. Could, right. You might want to commit suicide after you take this. Yeah. Like they, they, Even when you watch TV... <laughs> right. Those commercials. We all know. Are we hilarious. all know. Right? It's like at the end, it's like could cause death. Right. It is gonna help you sleep better. Like it's gonna help you take permanently. Nap, okay? Right. Like, right. I don't want to take that. And there's not enough. I think education um, yeah. on prescription medication and people just unfortunately we live in a time where people feel like they don't have time. Right? Yeah. Or they don't know their options. Yeah, or you don't right. know what, what, options, what's the but... alternative? They say, I have to, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I see this even with coaching. It's people are just like, tell me what to do. Mm-hmm. No, you don't understand. You need to take power mm-hmm. back yeah, and read the contraindications. Right. You need to ask questions. You need yeah. to get somebody in here who can right. ask questions for you because if you, if you don't feel like you want power, you need an agent. Exactly. An, an advocate for your health because you cannot rely on a third party someone else exactly yeah. healthcare professional to do that for you mm-hmm. can we just talk a second about prescription drug um prescription drugs <laughs> yeah. that angry she can't get it out right <laughs> so so i am with you lisa because too often and again you know i'm going to get on my soapbox here about the prescription drug industry but it, the problem is that people get these drugs and then they have to read the pamphlet, right? Because I'm so on glad the, you said that. because what happens is you get the bottle and it, you know, you open it up and it says take one by right. mouth every morning. Well, that's easy enough. But right. if you open up the little stapled brochure that has all of these things to look out for and all of these things that you shouldn't do, who's gonna sit and read that? We live Me, in a generation. I do. Okay. I literally, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I wanted when you mentioned that earlier, I wanted to kind of jump in, but you kind of led the discussion this way. Literally, before I pop that pill in my mouth, I read the entire fine print, everything. And I've always been like that. Good for you. Most people do not. Most people do not. I read everything. And And in fact, I read it. Sometimes you forget. Sometimes when you're, um, you're reading through and you're taking the pill over a period of time, sometimes I'll revisit it just to kind of remind myself. Yeah, seriously. Am I, I mean, having any of these feelings or right, thoughts? Right, exactly. But the, the problem is, so, um, like, and it's a very serious issue. Um, a childhood friend um, committed suicide as a result mm. of being on medicine for depression. Uh, and another friend's brother, uh, she was recently just telling me, had an experience where he was taking medicine for um, 
I guess it was depression. And, you know, it said, don't drink alcohol, but he didn't know that. And so he blacked out. And so then he immediately stopped taking the medicine. He's just like, if this is going to cause this reaction, like there's no way that this can be good for me. Um, but to April's point, too many people don't feel like they have an option. And again, the system is rigged such that you go to the, the pharmacy and it costs you $8 to get the prescription for 30 days. So put the, so let's say that you could address the underlying issue with a food, but it's not going to cost you $8. Mm-hmm. And so for some people, like, that's a real easy choice. Like, yeah. well, I got the eight bucks and I can just take this thing right. and it's supposed to and help me feel better. the way I've always lived exactly. my life. I have to make no other changes. Right. So I actually explored that option of trying to figure out... Um, going to like a holistic doctor Mm -hmm. uh, because I thought the same thing like if I can fix this with food and holistic doctors that's kind of their approach I picked a doctor over a practitioner because they do they know the difference like okay yes this can be done with food this you might need Mm -hmm. some actual medicine for and they go through and they talk about all that with you let Um, me just call out um, naturopathic doctors specifically is is the discipline audience if you're listening yeah um, Which I appreciate you mentioning because I didn't realize there is a difference between a practitioner versus a doctor. Okay, right. I'm, I'm in the They're dark. They're medically trained. Yeah. Give yes. me. So the doctor, they went to medical school. Okay. And they are actually an MD, uh, whereas a practitioner it has taken some courses, mm. you know, but is not an actual. And uh, they cannot write prescriptions, right? Okay. Practitioners, Makes they sense. can only give you advice about food and that sort of thing, but um, they're not. Um, an MD. So Got it. the beautiful part, that's, I have a couple of different health things where I'm like, yes, I'd like to control it with food, but also I don't want you to completely take away my medicine if I really feel like I need it. And so mm-hmm. that's why I wanted, I picked a doctor specifically who has a focus in holistic uh, practice, but you know, we'll say, no, you should probably keep taking that um, because that was important for me. And then once again, this goes back to like, there is no one size fits all. Right. I'm not kicking all my, you know, medicine. I, I know what works for me and what doesn't. And I'm trying to figure out the gap, but just to talk about what you said about going to the doctor, you, you go to the doctor, your copay is what? $25 maybe. Mm-hmm. They give you a prescription that's like $8. You spent 30 bucks, 35 bucks, yeah. and you got what you needed. Yeah, no. Uh, I booked an appointment with this holistic doctor, and just to book the office visit was a $200 deposit. Oof. The office yeah. visit itself, they said, could be from 5 to like six fifty, wow. insurance does not cover it. Right. Insurance Usually does not participate. Right. Um, and whatever prescription they write you is not covered by your insurance Amazing. because you did not see like a doctor. So In we're talking work. about spending thirty five dollars versus, versus I mean right. almost a thousand possibly. Um, and the time factor. I mean, when this holistic doctor, they had some paperwork for me to fill out before I got there. It was sixteen pages long, and I mean, <laughs> it was like. Did your mom have a C-section or were you a natural birth? Like, did you take formula? What kind of formula did you take? Uh, Like, have you ever had this problem? Have you ever had that problem? What's your sleep like? What's your eating habits? Do you have any allergies? Have you thought about having allergies? I mean, (laughs) it was like really... Extensive. um, Comprehensive. Yes, but I I like that part of it because uh, the doctor's kind of thing was she said, Oh, I can't remember it now. But it says, like, do no harm and then do good, you know? So 
with the idea of don't put stuff in your body that now you're trying to fix, right? Mm. It's like first get yourself to a good place and then try to figure out how you can make that even better mm. with like your food and your diet. Um, but the cost was like, I, I, initially I was like, this is crazy because who can afford a $600 doctor visit, right. you, you know, don't even know if it's and you work. need multiple. Yeah, yeah. And you need multiple. So the, but my idea in my mind was, I don't like to go to the doctor at all um, because I do feel like conventionally they just kind of pump you yeah. full of medicine and that sort of thing but my idea was if I spend $600 and I see this holistic doctor and we can get me situated with food and preventatively if I only have to see her once or twice a year $1,200 if I see her twice. And she said the first visit is more expensive because you have to do the whole 16-page comprehensive everything. After that, the price drops a little bit. I think it drops to like 400 So let's say I spent $1,000 in a year. But if I went to a regular doctor and I'm spending $35, but I have to go four or five or six right. times, you know, to Good me point. it was like yeah. still a little bit more expensive, but better overall. Yeah. For your long-term um, health. Right, for my exactly. long-term health, too. It's like, I, I won't be the person that's on 11 different medications and, you know, trying to figure it out once I'm at an older age. Because that's... I see this all the time with older people, and it's so sad to me because I feel like so many of the things that makes aging overly complicated could have been avoided when they were younger, right? It's it, Speak, speak. It could have yeah. been different and i see so many people older people with such issues and i'm like it's kind of too late to fix it but if you had done some stuff in the beginning we might not be here mm -hmm. um yeah that's what i love I'm, about the yeah. jealous vegan that's what we're all about mm -hmm. yeah trying to manage it trying exactly. to manage it and with, get ahead with, of it and right. honestly there are a lot of conditions that can be managed if not cured yeah with proper food um exercise and alignment to the body, right? Whatever the body needs. Um, I had a similar experience when I went to the naturopathic doctor. It cost more to see her, but she was, she wanted to know like, what's your stress like? What's your job like? What's your poop like? What's your this? And I was just like, why are we talking about all this? Yeah. And she's like, no, I, it's, 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 it's it, holistic. The yeah. word holistic means it's all of you. Mm -hmm. Whereas um, the traditional Western medicine is only focused on the problem. Right. What's the symptom that you're experiencing? Okay. Okay, great. Let's let's Tackle put something right. on the experience. Mm -hmm. That's not the issue though. Mm -hmm. Um but it did cost um hundreds of dollars to see her and then subsequent visits. Um but I will say that it worked. I mentioned in a previous episode going um not realizing um that I had a condition in which I wasn't going to the bathroom more than once a week. Um, and by the time I'd finished with her, I was going after every meal, which mm. was entirely managed through diet change. Amazing. Amazing. Without pills and without medicine. There were some herbs and some things and I had to take some colonics and all that. So yeah, you gotta be, <laughs> that was, that was an experience. Yeah. Yep. But but I, I, it changed my digestive system forever in a way that I never, as long as I align to my biology and eat appropriately, lots of plants, I don't have a problem. And so it's that idea of like, you know, we talked about this in the, in the previous episode about that income line where you need money to be healthier. And so and you, and you need money for education. Um, 
in the case where you're describing, Lisa, like, depending on your insurance, you might be able, you have to pay the money out of pocket. You might be able to say, you might be able to deduct that. Like, there's a certain yeah. minimum out of pocket. So you can say, I spent $1,200. You had to spend it. But it goes towards your deductible so that ultimately if you hit that deductible, there's there's very little you pay out of pocket once you hit that. But those mm-hmm. deductibles can be high, yeah. um, especially for families who are on a fixed, you know, have a limited, have yeah. limited resources to spare. So it is that that issue, um, uh, you know, and, and of course, true to form. Why is it that holistic medicine, naturopathic medicine, it addresses the whole body, but it costs more and insurance does not cover it. Yeah. That's my experience, actually. And I didn't even think about it until you started talking, Lisa. Um, I think I've shared before that I had a hysterectomy in 2008. And it was the result of um, endometriosis. And it had progressed to the point where, like, my life was really not livable. Um, And so I went in with the hopes of being able to save my ovaries, but they weren't able to because they were so damaged. And so... Then at, I don't know, 31, whatever it was. Oh, wait, I think I just revealed my age. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Don't do any math, people. Don't do any math. Okay. And we immediately are calculating. (laughs) Don't think of a pink elephant. Boom. Right there. Pink elephant. Right up. Anyway, whatever age I was at that point, (laughs) well before my body would naturally be in menopause, I was in medical menopause. And so um, because endometriosis isn't, doesn't get cured, um, and it is fed by estrogen, the doctor's recommendation was don't take any hormone replacement therapy. Hmm. Well, that didn't work because I was miserable for the next several years. And so then I, like, after this episode where I really just felt terrible, um, I go to a a somewhat natural um, Mm OBGYN. And so he recommends a course of things, uh, but including... um, some, I think it was, first it was a pill. So he had me taking some sort of um, estrogen pill uh, that, you know, because hormones get processed through your uh, digestive system and it just didn't agree with me and I, and I couldn't stay on it for very long. And so then I go searching for other things. So we're trying like creams and patches and all of these other things that worked to some degree, but eventually had some really negative side effect that I wasn't willing to live with. Though, Almost all of them were covered by insurance. So, you know, you stick the patch on, yeah. it stays for a week, you replace it that next week, you know, they send you a little box of four and my insurance is paying for it. I think it cost me like 30 bucks a month. Well, when I realized like this isn't sustainable because I'm starting to develop these other issues as a result of, of the, the patch, um, I remember sitting in my car on Pennsylvania Avenue in front of the Penn Quotidian crying hmm. because I was like, I just need to find something that will work for me. And I actually prayed (laughs) and I, and I like was on my phone and I found a doctor who had been my OBGYN like in 1998. And you were how old then? (laughs) Old enough to see a doctor. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) so Uh, He had this like natural practice that he had started where they do like this, 
$200 intake, but it was where I, I found out that I had all these food allergies. Wow. They tested all of these different things because their idea was like, there are five pillars of health and we want to address them all. Um, the hormones was just one of them. But what they do is a bioidentical hormone um, like pellet basically that gets inserted in your hip and it lasts anywhere from three to five months, depending on how active you are, but you know, your blood flows around it and it dissolves over time. Um, and so that ended up being a solution, but even though they're really more like a regular doctor's office, um, and they'll do blood work, uh, and that gets submitted to my insurance, the actual procedure and treatment does not. And so, for the last two years, I've just been paying out of pocket and it's not cheap, but, and because my health insurance is not easy, like, like I've tried to submit the claim to, you know, get re reimbursed, but mm -hmm. for whatever reason, it's just never worked. And every year I'm like, this is the year I'm going to figure it out. This is the year they're going to give me my money back. Mm -hmm. But you know what? I'm, I was so desperate for a solution that it didn't even matter. matter. Yeah. Like, yeah. When you talk about, I cannot afford not to do this because yeah. my life cannot continue without a better level of care. And so I just said, whatever I have to sacrifice, I will because I have to have this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it shouldn't come to that. Um, and I'm grateful that I have a job yeah. where I can and I can just make some adjustments in other parts of my life. But it, yeah. it's sad that people have to make these kinds of choices just to be able to live. Right. Yep. Right. I agree. And, uh, you know, that's such an interesting story because, um, it, but what I love about it, Jen, and what I love about your resilience and your strength is that you were like, no, I'm going to find a solution. Like, not giving up. I'm not yeah. conceding defeat. I'm going to find a solution. At least something that is manageable for me. Yeah. It speaks to strength. Um, it also speaks to the idea of, uh, you know, sometimes we have to hit that bottom. We have to hit a point where we're like, it hurts too much to stay in this place than it does to, than the pain of doing something differently, right? We see that, I see this in relationships and I'm sure all of you probably know this kind of things. Something like, well, I'm sorry, you're in this relationship. How's it working out? And it could be a work relationship. It could be a business relationship. It could be a romantic relationship. It's like, how's this working out? Okay, but there's not enough pain to change anything yet. So you're just gonna grind it out yeah. every day and whatever. But when there, you hit that threshold, that actually is a good opportunity to, because it's an opportunity that's really pivotal for, pivotal for change. And a lot of times I feel like when they add on the pills, doctors add on the pills, they diminish the symptoms of the pain. And, oh, and pain might be physical pain or yeah. just the effects, right? right. So right. as long as they're adding on something that kind of makes it tolerable. Yeah, tolerable, yeah, I was gonna say. It's Nobody to wants to, yeah. right. Yeah. You, you're not, you're not going to right, make change, a change right. when mm. you hit a point where it really is like, no, I'm done. Okay. Now we're in a place where the possibility opens again for what's, what is really, um, available to me. Let me reevaluate my options for what's available to me to make a very important, I don't care what it costs. What do I have to give up? Sell the car, sell the kids, give up Netflix. <laughs> I'm going to figure this out. Exactly. Yeah. Right? Don't say That's such kids. an important statement about just the way that we function as humans is that you're right. And, it, you know, I think that 
we're kind of designed to not want things to change. People are very reticent to have things change. Uh, they'd rather they stay the same. Um, and so whatever small things you can adjust so that you can maintain your lifestyle or the way that you've been living is what people will typically yeah. go to kind of the, you know, point of least resistance. Um, and so you're right. It's not until you reach a point where this yeah. is not sustainable and I will do whatever it takes to fix it. Um, and that really probably is where growth happens the most. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I had it just briefly um, when you were explaining, well, really, Jen and, and April, when you were explaining sort of that threshold, I couldn't help but to think about, um, as you guys know, I suffer from uh, kidney dysfunction. And unfortunately, it affects, uh, well, I sometimes develop gout. And it's been a while, you know, due to my change in my diet. But back in the in the day uh, when I was having those flare-ups, um, they were, I was told that they would increasingly get more painful and more frequent. And I say to myself, there's gotta be a better way. I literally was on my back <laughs> in my underwear, laying <laughs> on my bed and not being able to move and, and pain I mean, just to the point where it was just unbearable. I was having people visit me. In your underwear? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When literally. you get a certain point, Seriously. all bets are off. If you love me, I, you just got to. Honestly, you I just didn't gotta, care. Right. I mean, I'm, I'm sure sorry. my butt cheeks were out. I don't know. Oh, okay. I mean, the whole shebang. Anyway. But like you mentioned, as far as the threshold, I knew that once I got over this episode, I've got to do something differently. So that's when I aggressively started changing my diet, more plant-based and really eliminating um, the meat as opposed to, you know, just, yeah. you know, some animal product right now. I so yeah, well said when you said that it took me back. Yeah. Mm. I, I see it with coaching too. Yeah. Like sometimes people are like, I don't have the money for that. This is expensive. Is it though? Cause what's your life worth? Do you like mm -hmm. what you're doing right now? Oh, maybe you like it. Okay, or maybe the pain's not high enough for you to make a shift. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool, you're not ready. And that's fine. Yeah. Because when you're say, ready, you, you don't care what it costs. Yeah. And you're gonna find the money. That's the thing about, it's powerful about humans. Is when yeah. we want something, we are unstoppable when we decide we're going to do it. Mm -hmm. Unstoppable. That's why I like, um, you know, my day job is in sales. And a lot of times people talk about the expensive things. And I always immediately go to, can you afford not to? And that, I think, is the kind of equation that we need to be asking ourselves. Like, you know, not, not can I afford it, can I afford not yeah. to? And that really becomes, I think, the point at which you decide, okay, well, I'm going to have to find a way. And, and like you said, April, we'll make a way. Yeah, always. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Unstoppable. Even with, uh, there was a time when I was just like on a lot of medication that made me feel super crazy. It, for me, it wasn't necessarily the cost factor, the time factor. I feel like I don't have time to do this other thing, which for me was was fitness and exercise. Mm -hmm. I don't have the, the time to do this thing that makes me feel better, but <laughs> um, I couldn't afford not to do it. You know, I was on like medication. I was like, on a lot of different medication, I had lost a lot of weight. I was super stressed and like just having a lot of issues. And I was like, I can't afford not to take the time to take care of myself because I'm not gonna survive if I don't. And so when you talk about cost factor, it's not always sometimes like money, money yeah. right. right? But you're gonna have to sacrifice whatever you have to sacrifice and make the room wherever you have to make it um, to 
take care of yourself properly. And it might be in time, might be in money, might be in whatever, but you, you make the shift and you make it happen. And I was getting up and going to the gym before work, which is not ever anything I ever want to do, <laughs> but, but it's what had, I had to, to do, do it, that, right. you know, it's what it Bravo. was. And, um, to the point where after a while it wasn't, it wasn't that bad. And then I found room in my schedule to finagle my fitness the way I, where I wanted it to be and mm-hmm. to make it a part. But in the beginning it was, it was rough. But the thing that got me out of bed at five and six in the morning is like, my life depends on this. Yes. I got to get up. You know, and I got to go and I got to do because yeah. my life depends on it. And it's great. Um, I agree with what you said. Sometimes you have to hit that place where you're like, I can't stay here. Right. Like, right. <laughs> I don't want to do this other yeah. thing, but I cannot stay it's here. Year. So. And really time, people, when people say I don't have time, and I don't have money, those are filters. Those are excuses. Real talk. Like there's always a balance sheet. Nobody has money for something new. If, if you've never done it before, you need to start a new fitness routine or you need to buy something that's important. No, you know, you don't, of course you don't have money. It's not in your budget because you never, you didn't need right. it there. So if you got an, if you suddenly need money for something, you're going to have to create space. If you need time for something, you have to create the time and you can, but you first, you got to prioritize it and make sure like, is this important enough? Is this important enough no. to you to create the space? Yeah. It's always there. It's just a matter. I, I when I when I hear what people say these kinds of things, I'm like, that's a filter, and honestly, it's an excuse. So you can stay there, that's fine, but just know that, to everybody's point, like that is you making the choice. Mm-hmm. My my reframe for that when I say I don't have time for this or I don't have money for this, my reframe is always. Instead of saying, I don't have time for this, say, this is not a priority right now Mm -hmm. and see how that feels. Because if you're like, oh, I don't have time for this thing or like, this is not that important to me right now. And you don't like the way that feels when you say like. It definitely takes a spin. Mm Yeah. No, this is a priority. Well, then make the time, you know, and if it is a priority, then figure out how to get the money. Because like you said, those are. Those are sometimes excuses that we use, but if you reframe it in your mind, then you can I really like, like clear the clutter of like, no, this is a priority and I need to do whatever I need to do to get it done because it's important. And one last thing on that, once you start the cycle, once you figure out how you need to get to where you need to get to, right, you start going working out because you're like, no, I can't afford not to. I need this. My life depends on it. The How you feel after you work out. Yes reinforces like, oh, this is the thing I want. This is what I'd rather be experiencing than the alternative. Mm-hmm. Yes, okay, yes. I, I, I was talking with my coach about working out because I go back and forth and I'm like, I really want to work out in the morning and I can't, I'm like struggling. And she said, okay, well, how do you want to feel? And I'm like, mm, clean, hype, clear, in flow. She said, write that down. Okay, so that's your motivation. It's not the working out. It's not the getting on the treadmill. It's not the, you think about all the, the metrics and do you want to be on the treadmill? No, think about the hype, clean, clear, and in flow. And when I start shift my, shifted my mind that way, that I know this is my point, it's on the workout, and I'm thinking, maybe I should have tea. Maybe I should <laughs> read my Bible first. Maybe I should call Jen and talk to her about brrr. Then I started to think, no, 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 whoa. Hype, clean, clear, and in flow. Yes. Yeah, I want to be hype, clean, Gym shoes, let's go. Right. Yeah. 
It, it just became so much easier. Okay. And then I, the app, when I, when I finish, I feel good because one, I accomplished. And second, I've got that hype, clean, clearing, and flow. That feels amazing. Right. Yeah. How are we taking over the world today? Like, the energy yeah. is so worth it right. versus the alternative, which would be the guilt of, like, I didn't work out today yet again, and I'm tired, and whatever else might be the negative self-talk that, that comes up. So it's just so important. Mm-hmm. So I think uh, a lot of really important things got said today, and I appreciate this conversation because, you know, when we look at whether or not we're going to do something, you know, as Lisa said, reframing why we look at it as, is this a priority or not? And to your point, April, is this something that I want to do? Um, and what is what is the result that it's going to provide? And then that makes it so much easier to make that choice. I, I love the way that it feels. So I'm definitely going to take a look at my habits <laughs> and try to uh, adjust them based on some of the things we talked about today. Good discussion. We should all be doing. We'll see you in the next episode. Thank you for listening. Please connect with us on social media at The Jealous Vegan on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter, or at thejealousvegan.com and sign up for our newsletter to receive exclusive content to support your plant-based journey. And until then, don't let perfection be the enemy of progress.